Lombard, Robert Young, Ralph Bellamy. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Theater, the one place where you meet all your favorite stars. Jack Benny, Adolph Manjou, Miriam Hopkins, Ray Milan, Spencer Tracy, Barbara Stanwyck, Robert Taylor. These are just a few of the stars soon to be heard from the Gulf Theater this season. And tonight, the Gulf Theater presents Carol Lombard, Robert Young, Ralph Bellamy, Oscar Bradley, and the Gulf Orchestra. And your host, the director of the Gulf Theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Every time I stand in front of this Gulf microphone, I get a real thrill. Because this old microphone has seen more glamour and romance than any other mic in the history of radio. It's just a little silver gadget with a couple of wires running out of it. But it's brought you the voices of Hollywood's greatest stars right into your home. But more than that... The Gulf microphone has been the means of bringing help to thousands of people. Well, the money Gulf would ordinarily pay to the stars who appear here is given instead to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to help meet its needs and to build a home for the less fortunate members of the picture industry. Tonight, the Gulf Theater presents a radio adaptation of Arthur Richmond's delightful comedy, The Awful Truth, starring Carol Lombard, Robert Young, and Ralph Bellamy. The stars are now entering the stage of the Gulf Theater. They acknowledge the applause from the audience... Take their places at the microphone, and the play begins. The three people most involved in this evening's adventures are Lucy Wariner, played by Carol Lombard, her husband Jerry, and the person of Robert Young, and Oklahoma's pride and joy, Dan Leeson, played by Ralph Bellamy. The whole trouble began when Jerry suddenly blew in from six weeks' vacation and found his wife, Lucy, in their apartment with another man. The other man is just... <laughs> it was a delightful night. Oh, I'm so sorry to have been so much trouble, Armand. Oh, no trouble at all, Mrs. Warner. Uh, thank you so much for taking good care of my wife, Armand. Oh, no, no, thank you, Mr. Warner. It was a pleasure I will never, never forget. Oh, isn't he sweet, Jack? Yes, Lucy, a real friend. I like you both, too. Well, good morning. Goodbye, Armand. Come again, won't you? Yes, you must drop in soon, Armand. Oh, yes. thank you, Thank you. Au revoir. Good morning. Good morning. All right, start talking. Well, don't yell at me like that. I'm not yelling. I want to know why you and that zombie came wafting in here at 6 o'clock in the morning. Armand's car broke down. His car broke down. Armand's car broke down. That's what I told your father, remember? Well, I don't see anything wrong. I had to spend the night at an inn. It's a small matter, but I happen to be your husband. It's a very small matter. I haven't seen you for six weeks. Well, I had to go to Florida on business. When you came back from Florida last year, you had a suntan. That was last year. This year, I got frostbite. Oh, very funny. Very funny. But not as funny as that old one about the car broke down. And another thing, too... Pardon me. Yes? Howdy. My name's Dan Leeson. Me and my ma live just across the hall. Well, that's nice. Uh, Lucy, this is Mr. Leeson. Mr. Leeson, my wife, Mrs. Warner. Howdy, ma'am. I, I hate to mention it, but uh, me and Mama just drove all the way into New York from Oklahoma. Well, congratulations. How are the roads? Uh, they detoured us around Philadelphia. Well, you didn't miss anything. 
Uh, what can we do for you, Mr. Leeson? Well, Ma's a little tired, and she was wondering if you could just be a little quieter. Why, of course, Mr. Leeson. So sorry, really, so sorry. You won't hear a sound from now on. Thank you, much obliged. Oh, not at all. Goodbye, Mr. Leeson. Goodbye. So the car broke down. Armand's car is very, very old. So's Armand's story. Well, it simply isn't in you to believe the truth. Oh, I'm sick of arguing. Oh, so you're sick of arguing. All right. Let's settle the whole business right now. Divorce me. Go on, divorce me. Divorce you and bring that French heel into court so everyone can see the kind of man you preferred to me, not in your life. Fine, then I'll divorce you. Great, I'll lend you my lawyer. Well, I'll see you in court. <laughs> This divorce, if not further contested, will become final in 90 days. One moment, Your Honor. There's the question of Mr. Smith. And who is Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith is my dog. Mr. Smith is my dog. He is not. Yes, sir. He is not. Silence. Silence. <coughs> you too. <coughs> this is most perplexing. I don't know anything about dogs. I don't know one end from the other. <coughs> That's the front end. Yeah. The uh, custody of the dog will depend on his own desires. Unfasten him, bailiff. You may each call the dog. Come on, old fellow. Remember those fishing trips together? Come on, Smitty. Look at me. You know the one you like. There you see. He came to me. Or towards custody of the dog to Mrs. Warren. That isn't fair, Judge. She had a peppermint stick behind her back, and Mr. Smith loves peppermint. Oh, Mr. Smith loves peppermint. Silence. No, 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 no. It's sickening. Another word, and I'll fine you for contempt of court. Ten dollars, contempt of court. are not cloudy all day. <laughs> Gosh, that's mellow. <laughs> Play it again, Lucy Gal. Oh, no, some other time, Dan. <laughs> you know, you've been so kind to help me through this period of readjustment. Say nothing, Lucy Gal. You know, out there on the range, I used to think about my dream gal. But I never expected to find her here in New York. Listen, Lucy. Oh, Mr. Leeson, you, you must tell me more about Oklahoma. Shucks, there ain't much to tell. I'm in the natural gas business. Hmm? My ma's been associated with natural gas for years. Well, how wonderful. Uh-huh. Now, Lucy, there's something i got to ask you. I spoke to Ma about it, and she said, Well, son, if you think she's the right girl, so I just said, Shucks, Ma, I think I'm in love. Hello, Lucy. Can I come in? Well, you are in. And I think you ought to turn in that door key. You've been evacuated, remember? Sure, and don't you remember what the judge said? I can visit Mr. Smith twice a week, and I've been awfully lonesome for him. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had company. Oh, you remember Mr. Leeson? Oh, yes, the man from Oklahoma with the mother. Shucks, how do you do? <laughs> well, shucks, pretty good. Well, don't let me monopolize the conversation. After all, I came up to visit Mr. Smith. Why, Smitty? How are you, fellas? Good to see you. Tell me more about Oklahoma, Dan. Well, a grandpa discovered natural gas the easy way. But not so with great-grandpa. Great-grandpa was boring for months. You're not doing so bad yourself. When Grandpa discovered he had natural gas, we built hundreds and hundreds of miles of pipeline. I guess it's about the longest pipeline in the world. Don't you think that's wonderful? It certainly is. What did you say? I said it certainly is. 
Are we making too much noise? Well, what noise? Oh, no, not at all. In fact, it's so quiet it's depressing. And how about putting music to loud things up then? Home on the range. Come on, Dan, give. Home on the range. This nightclub, best of all. Maybe it's because I'm so happy. Excuse me a minute. Oh, Mr. Leeson, I mean, Dan, if, if you have the orchestra play Home on the Range once more, I'll scream. Yeah, it kind of makes me feel like yelling, Yippee, myself! <laughs> Shucks, I guess it'd do a little extra yelling if you'd say you'd marry me. Will you, Lucy? Hmm? <laughs> Dan, I won't say I haven't thought about that because I have. You have the fine, steady qualities of the man I want for my husband, so... Well, well, imagine running into you here. What a coincidence. Oh, you. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Warner. Hello. Well, I'll save for one little drink. We didn't ask you. You were just going to, but only one, mind you, and don't let me interrupt anything. Go right on where you left off. All right, wise guy. Dan, you were just asking me to marry you. Oh, he was. And what were you going to say? I was just about to say yes. Lucy, you mean it? You're going to be my little woman? Yippee! <laughs> His little woman. Isn't that wonderful? You've made a wise decision, Lucy. Thank you. Congratulations, Leeson. Oh, shucks. My congratulations to you, too, Lucy. Oh, shucks. <laughs> well, this brings back memories of my honeymoon, Leeson. The Riviera, Nice, Monte Carlo, Capri, Sorrento. Where are you going to spend your honeymoon? Uh, we're driving right back to Oklahoma by way of the panhandle. So you're going to live in Oklahoma, eh, Lucy? Oh, you'll love it out there. Certainly I'll love it there. That's what I said, didn't I? You'll love it out there. Well, you don't have to raise your voice about it. Look, Lucy, sometimes I wonder whether you and Mr. Warren have quite gotten over each other. Oh, that's ridiculous. We're absolutely incompatible. We can't even see each other without fighting. Well, sure, that's what I mean. Back home on my ranch, we got a little red rooster and a little brown hen, and they fight all the time, too. But once in a while, they make it up again, and they're right friendly. I, I should have married a man like you in the first place, Dan. I, I know it now. Makes me right proud, Lucy. I'll spend the rest of your life making you happy in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, how I envy you, Lucy. Ever since I was a small boy, that name has been filled with magic for me. Oklahoma. We're going to live right in Oklahoma City. Not Oklahoma City itself. That's right. Oh, Lucy, you lucky girl. I know I'll enjoy Oklahoma City. Why, of course. If it gets dull, you can always go over to Tulsa for the weekend. <laughs> I think a big change like that does one good, don't you? Let's see, isn't that right near Norvala? It's uh, closer to Sepulpa. Oh. Along the same road as Muskogee. Oh, that goes right past Salisaw. Wagoner. McAllister. Claremore. Osage. Ponca City. And Pahaska. And all points west. Thanks for the sightseeing tour, boys. This is where I get off. Hello, Armand. Oh, hello, Lucy. I rushed right over as soon as I got your message. Oh, I'm so glad you came, Armand. Oh, just put your hat on the table. Oh, thank you. Uh, what is this great favor you spoke about? Oh, a very important one, Armand. I, well, I... Well, I found out I'm, I'm still in love with Jerry, and I've 
I've got to do something about it before it's too late. Too late? Well, look, today's paper, Jerry's picture with Barbara Vance. Oh, this year's glamour debutante. Oh, very, very pretty. You know, Mom, it's your fault Jerry and I have broken up. Uh, my fault? Yes, the night your car broke down, we had to stay at the inn. Oh, but it was so innocent. Oh, but Jerry's proud of your pride. We'll let him believe that. You, you must go to him and convince him. It, oh, it means so much to me. Really? Just how much does it mean to you? How much? Well, let us be practical. Again, I ask, how much does it mean to you? Well, I don't have very much money. Well, I don't want very much. Well, that's darn wide of you. Lucy! Oh, Jerry. Lucy, please! Lucy, see you here. Quick, hide somewhere. Well, if he sees you here, quick, hide somewhere. No, no, that's my bedroom. All right, go in the bedroom. Hurry up. Well, come in, Jerry. Let me take your hat. No, I'll just throw it here on the chair. I won't stay. I only want to apologize for my behavior the other night. Oh, think no more about it. It was nothing. I can't understand what made me act like that. Unless it's the effect Leeson has on me. No, it's nothing, really. Well, along with making a blue-ribbon sap of myself, I embarrassed you beyond words. You didn't. You didn't at all. You were perfectly fine. Well, that's all I came to say. I guess I'll be going. Uh, unless you want me to stay. Well, some other time, Jerry. Oh, any other time. Well, where'd I throw my hat? Oh, here it is on the table. But that's not your... I mean, oh, yes. Oh, so it is, hmm. Say, that's funny. I just bought this hat an hour ago, and now it's too big for me. Well, it's just your imagination. It looks fine. Yeah? has such a rakish tilt over my chin. <laughs> you must have stretched it. Hats do that, you know. Yes, who is it? Girls, girl, and more. Oh, gosh, here I go messing up your romance again. I'll duck in the bedroom till they go. No, 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 not in the bedroom. I'll be quiet as a mouse. Let me know when they go. Oh, oh dear. Lucy! Lucy, girl. Yes, I'm coming, Dan. Well, I do hope we didn't disturb you. No. <laughs> no, Mrs. Neeson, not at all. Come in. Oh, we thought we heard voices. Yes, and I'm sure one voice was a man. Oh, it, it must have been the radio. I, I just turned it off. I told you you were mistaken, Ma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what on earth is that noise? Somebody's swinging up in the bedroom. Noisy, aren't they? Uh, my son tells me you're going to be married. Ma's my second best girl. I told her all about you. Of course, I must know more about you before I can give my approval. <laughs> what oh. kind of cleaning are they doing in there? Termites. Termites? Yes, large ones. Hard enough, folks. Come back here, you white You know, <laughs> the boys forgot to touch second base. Lucy. Who was that? Never mind. <laughs> Don't tell me. Come, Dan. I think we've seen quite enough. Lucy, girl, those men in your bedroom. But, Dan, I, I can explain. I'm I... sorry, but I must tell you our engagement is terminated. Sorry, too, Dan, but... Back home in Oklahoma, we'd call you a frisky little heifer. <laughs> and you'll regret this, Lucy. Dan Leeson's don't grow on trees. Well, I guess that's right. Come, Daniel. Yes, Ma. Furthermore, I'm glad we found out before it was too late. Suppose this had happened in Oklahoma. Does anything ever happen in Oklahoma? Goodbye, Lucy. Mrs. Warner. I'm going back to natural gas. Well, you were bound to sooner or later. (laughs) 
Gulf Theater curtain comes down on the peace and quiet of the good old Warrener homestead. In the brief moment before it rises again on another verbal earthquake, let's listen to a young man who promises to speak calmly and sanely. All right, Johnny. Thank you, Raj. Folks, it doesn't take a weather expert to tell us that we're just pulling out of one of the most difficult winters in many a long year. Driving conditions have been particularly hard. And naturally, that fact shows up in the condition of the family automobile. Now, your motor oil, for instance, has taken a real beating. It's probably worn out and dirty as well. So to protect your engine, refill right now with Gulf Pride, the oil that's refined not only by conventional methods, but also by the famous Alclor process that only Gulf uses. And at the same time, why not get after that stiff, squeaky feeling in the chassis of your car? Get Gulf Flex registered lubrication with those fine Gulf Flex lubricants that have been developed specially for modern cars and modern driving conditions. Your automobile will ride easier and steer easier over a longer period of time if you have it Gulf Flex. Yes, whether it's motor oil or lubrication service, your good Gulf dealer is ready to help bring your car back into shape after the winter and to start you off on the spring season. That's why it'll pay you to drive in tomorrow at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. to the Gulf Theater, just rising on the second act of The Awful Truth, starring Carol Lombard as Lucy Warriner, Robert Young as Jerry Warriner, and Ralph Bellamy as Dan Leeson. Months have passed, and it's almost time for the divorce decree in the case of Warriner versus Warriner to become final. Lately, gossip columnists have been hinting at romance between Jerry Warriner and Barbara Vance, the glamour debutante of the season. Lucy has heard the rumors and decided to investigate. we we'll find her opening the door of Jerry's apartment. Is that you, Barbara? No, it's me, Lucy. Oh, you... May I ask the nature of this visit? Do you know what day this is? Yes, I do. It's the last day of our marriage. Oh, please. Jerry, would you like our marriage to have another chance? You mean give you another chance to make a fool of me? No, you made a fool of yourself. But you don't have to be, become a complete idiot and marry Barbara Vance just to forget me. That's a lot of nonsense. I forgot you long ago. I never give you what could honestly be called a thought. It's no fun for me to come here practically crawling to you, Jerry. But if our marriage is worth it, I'd do anything to make you understand that you and I belong together. Tomorrow you'll be lost. Very contentedly, too. Oh, you don't. Why can't you understand? Oh, I'll take it. Hello? Well, who is this, may I ask? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's Barbara, Jerry. Well, why did you have to answer it? Well, I, I only said hello. You can pick it up from there. Well, give me the phone. Hello, darling. Well, it took you long enough. Who was that woman? Uh, that's funny. I knew you were going to ask me that. Yes. <laughs> so did I. Quiet. It's, uh, really simple, Barbara. That was my yes, sister. Yes, uh-huh. My sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I know. I said she was in Paris, but... Had a dinner in Paris. Well, she... Quiet. She, uh, just got back and dropped in to see me. Well, I'd love to meet your sister. Well... Why don't you bring her along tonight? No, she can't possibly come for dinner. Yes, I can. Uh, she's on a diet. I am not. Sweet. I'll call you back later. Goodbye. Oh, now I'm in a fine fix. She wants to meet my sister. Well, I don't blame her. You're a big help. Sure, you know me. Anything I can do. To break it up? Why, darling, such a thing never entered my mind. Hello? Hello? Oh, my gosh. I did it again. I'm sorry I was so late, Bob.
Barbara. Oh, it's perfectly all right, Jerry. I hope you don't mind my showing you off to my family this way. You really should have brought your sister, Jerry. Well, unfortunately, she was called back to Paris very suddenly, Mrs. Vance. Too bad you would have loved her. She's very much like Barbara's type. Oh, how sweet, Jerry. Uh, Barbara was telling me your father was a Princeton man, too, Jerry. Yes, Mr. Vance. I'll never forget his description of his last football game. Yale had the ball in the Princeton two-yard line. There was a minute to play, and they fumbled. Dad picked up the ball. Miss Lulu Warren. And he made a mess. What? Dear, I made it. Oh, you maniac. What did you say, brother dear? Uh, Mrs. Vance, may I present my sister? Uh, Lulu. Yes, Lulu. I'm so happy, Lulu. So happy. Woo, get her. <laughs> what? Oh, yes. May I present you to the family our master? Jerry's little sister, Lulu. Uh, how do you do? So happy. Uh, very glad oh, indeed. Uh, how do you do? So glad to meet you. Mm, how are you, fellas? How do you do? Break it up, brother. Uh, break it up. <laughs> Sit down, Miss Warren. What were you saying when I came in? Did I interrupt you? Yes, you did. I was telling the governor about father when he was at Princeton. Yeah, governor. Pop certainly loved Princeton. He was there almost 20 years. Uh, <laughs> postgraduate work. Well, he just adored the school, and he certainly kept the place looking beautiful. <laughs> You've seen the grounds, of course. Uh, father presented the school with a great deal of landscaping. <laughs> Sis has a somewhat distorted sense of humor. So have I. Oh, thanks. You, you know, you'll have to pardon my dress. It's a little on the decollete side for you, I guess. But my, my brother just didn't open a charge account for me in Macy's basement. And, you know, I went mad. You know how it is, Dad. I'm afraid I don't. Gosh, you're my face. You're probably the ham I had for lunch. Uh, what would you prefer, Miss Warren? Vermouth, cassis, contro, or cream de menthe? I'll take a beer. <laughs> Jerry, could I speak to you in the other room? Oh, no. Oh, no, you don't. No, necking until the party's over. <laughs> Gee, Bed, you and Jerry will sure make a cute couple. I can always see you when... Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't nobody leave this room. Why, what's the matter? A lot for Pert. Why, you are here. You're, uh, sitting on it. <laughs> oh, my glad. Here, Jerry, keep an eye on it for me, will you? You know, too many strangers around. You know, they gave me that bag for a present when I quit the Virginia Club. What did you do at the Virginia Club? Well, I used to go from table to table and talk to the people. Mm, how interesting. What did you say to them? Cigar, cigarette. Cigar, cigarette. Well, Barbara, with a sister like that, I guess you wouldn't care much about marrying me, would you? That is a magnificent understatement. That's what I thought. Come on, Lulu. I'm taking you home. Oh, gee, I was just having fun. Good night, all. Well, cigar, cigarette, cigar, cigarette. Look, Lucy, get in your car and get out of my sight before I lose my temper. But I promised my aunt I'd come up to the country. Yeah, well, I'm not driving you 50 miles for anybody. All right, then I'll get somebody else to drive me. Hey, big boy, you across the street. Who, me? Yes. Get in the car, I'll drive you. Fine trick. I thought you said your Aunt Patsy was waiting for you up here at her place. Well, I just can't understand it, Jerry. Maybe maybe she was delayed. Oh, oh. Jerry, darling, let Mr. Smith out. Sure. Okay, out. Should have known you were up to something. It's my own fault for listening to you. But, Jerry, there's no harm done. After all, we have two bedrooms. I'll take one, and you can have the other. That's fine. Darling, let Mr. Smith in. Okay. Come in. Well, it's 11 o'clock. I guess we'd better say goodnight. Yeah. Say, do you realize that in an hour we'll no longer be married? Yes, I realize it. 
Darling, Mr. Smith wants out. Sure. You certainly are restless tonight. It seems sort of funny to be free, won't it, Lucy? Well, the only thing funny is that everything's the way it is on account of the way you feel. What? I meant that things could be the same if things were different. You see what I mean? Uh, vaguely. But things are not different. Things are the way you made them. Things are the way you, you think I made them. I didn't make them that way at all. Things are the same as they ever were, but you're the same as you were, too, so I guess they'll never be the same again. <laughs> no, I guess they won't. Unless... Lucy. Yes, Jerry? Uh, Mr. Smith wants in. Do you think two people like us could ever stop loving each other? Oh, not two people like us. Maybe two other people, but not two people like us. Uh, Mr. Smith's barking. Well, maybe we could sort of forget what's happened and start all over again. Start all over again? You mean, well, you say I love you, darling, and, and really mean it? Oh, Lucy, I do love you. And I do mean it. Oh, oh Mr. Smith's getting impatient. Who's Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith? Oh, I've never heard of him. Thank you, Carol, Robert, and Ralph. And our thanks to Arthur Richmond for contributing the story of the awful truth and to Robert Riley Crutcher for the adaptation. And now for the golf question box. Everyone set? Say, right, just a minute. Did yes. you notice the trumpet player? He looks so sad. What's the matter with him? Maybe he just doesn't like music. Oh. Oh, now, wait, Carol. Maybe Oscar knows what's wrong with him. Is it serious, Oscar? Oh, no, Mr. Pryor. It's just his shoes. He said they're too tight and they pinch him. Shakespeare say, trumpet player who wear tight shoes bound to get corny. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> oh, Shakespeare, he's just an old gossip. Well, maybe so, Oscar, but tight shoes are no fun. You know, folks, if you shopped around and tried a good many different kinds of shoes until you found the make that seemed to fit just right, the chances are you'd stick pretty close to that particular make from then on. Well, that's what happens so many times when motorists try Gulf No-Knox gasoline. Thousands and thousands of them driving all makes of cars over all kinds of roads use Gulf No-Knox because they found out that it works just right in their cars. For instance, these motorists are delighted with the way Gulf No-Knox ends motor knocks under all normal driving conditions. And they are equally delighted with its power and mileage and pickup. And we sincerely hope that you will make the same discovery about Gulf No-Knox. Just try a tank full tomorrow. And notice how smoothly your car runs and experience for yourself the kind of all-round performance that Gulf No-Knox gives your car. See if it doesn't pay you in every way to fill up with Gulf No-Knox gasoline. Thank you, Johnny. And now I'll don my cap and gown, get out the old question box, and find out how much our stars really know about Hollywood. Now, remember, if you, if you miss, you have to pay a forfeit. And the first question goes to Bob Young, who has just completed Florian for MGM. Bob, tell me, what Hollywood actor plays all his roles with a black eye? <laughs> black that, eye. Is, that is a daisy uh, of a question. <clears throat> oh, uh, Daisy, the dog, yeah. in the Blondie series. Yeah. That is absolutely right, Bob. Then I gave you too good a hint on that one. Before we give Carol Lombard her question, I want to remind you that next week the Gulf Theater is host to Miriam Hopkins, Adolf Marjou, and Ray Land in the comedy drama Morning Glory. And now here's a question for Carol Lombard, soon to be seen in RKO's Vigil in the Night. Carol, can you name three Hollywood stars who are also mayors? Let me think. Oh, uh, Jean Autry, North Hollywood, and... That's right. 
Bob Young and Tarzana. Yes, that's right. Take a small bow, Bob. <clears throat> Mayor of Tarzana. Yeah. I, and can't third... think of, I can't think of anymore. Oh, Carol. Carol, I finally got a victim because Andy Devine is mayor of Van Nuys, Marion Marsh is mayor of Chatsworth, Misha Hour of Universal City, and Hugh Herbert of Studio City. So, Carol, that means you must pay a forfeit. Don't go away. Here it is. I have a little poem here which you must read. Now, you read this little poem, and after every word, you say, boom. Mm-hmm. And if the word happens to end in an E, you have to whistle. Oh, all right. Uh, Mary, boom, have, boom, a, boom, little... Lamb boom, it's a fleet boom. Oh, oh, I can't whistle. I can't whistle. and Ray Milan with Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. So until then, this is Roger Pryor saying goodnight, everybody, for your neighborhood good gold dealer. Ralph Bellamy is soon to be seen in Warner Brothers' Flight 8, And the Gulf Screen Guild Theater originates in the Earl Carroll Theater in Hollywood. This is John Conti saying goodnight for your good golf dealer. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.